the reading today is taken from Matthew 2, verses 1 to 12. The visit of the wise men. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and we have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all of Jerusalem with him. Calling people together, all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to, be she- who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God. Good morning. Um, I don't know about you, but for me, the last few weeks have been pretty nice. Um, I had a bit of holiday, which has been lovely. Um, Being able to go around and see lots of my family in different parts of the island, spend lots of time with them. Um, We've had some of our family uh, who currently live in England, came over for a few days. Um, We've got to spend a lot of time with them as well, which is really nice. Um, And I have definitely eaten the grand total of three full Christmas dinners um, over the festive period. Um, And that definitely includes one entire Christmas pudding. Um, So that's been uh, really good fun for me. Um, There's been lots of partying, lots of celebration. Um, We've done lots of gift giving um, and all of that stuff. And I'm sure many of you have done many of those things as well. And that is fantastic. Um, Of course, we know that is not... The, uh, the main reason for Christmas. The food and all of that is great, um, but it's not the main reason we celebrate. We know that the main reason we celebrate um, the festive period is because of Jesus coming into the world. Um, and I am going to recap a little bit this morning um, some of the messages we have already heard throughout this festive period. So if you're feeling like me, a little bit sleepy this morning, don't worry, you already have heard quite a lot of this already in the last few weeks, so I'm sure you'll be able to follow along quite nicely. Um, so back in the beginning, not of time, but just of this festive period, um, we, um, we prepared. Um, and in the Bible, we prepare with a man called John the Baptist. Um, he prepared the way for Jesus. He got the people ready for Jesus to come into the world um, by baptising them telling them about what was going to happen and what was to come. Um, And for many of us, I'm sure many of you are really relieved that it's all over now, but you've done, you did many preparations for Christmas itself. Um, Whether it was uh, like my sister, um, at the first time of getting permission, going into the cupboards and getting all the Christmas decorations out and putting them all up so the house looked really cool for Christmas, Um, or whether it was uh, like my mum, going to the shops um, and getting all of the uh, very important Christmas food. Um, and even getting all of that prepared before, um, 
or like me and my dad um, actually getting round. To, that's not fair on my dad, actually. My dad gets all his presents sorted out far enough in advance. Um, or me preparing the day before um, on Christmas Eve and going into town and going shopping. Um, and it's still being prepared, just not as prepared as other people. Um, but we have all prepared for the uh, amazing event of Christmas Day um, in our own ways um, for, for us. Um, and that is just like John the Baptist um, did for the people. Um, then we have the main event, the big day, um, the main celebration of Christmas. Um, it was really nice for me this year. Um, as some of you know who are here on Christmas morning, I was here on Christmas morning as well. Um, it's the first time I've actually been to a church service on Christmas morning for a good seven or eight years. I normally only go to uh, midnight service on the night before uh, and then have a nice line on Christmas morning. Um, it was really nice to be with the church family on Christmas morning. Um, it was really refreshing for me um, to remember that this is what we're celebrating and this is what it's about. It's not about my lion and my Christmas dinner, um, but it's about being with the family of God um, and celebrating um, the birth of, uh, of Jesus. And that was a great day. Again, lots of celebrating, lots of partying, lots of gift giving, lots of eating, um, and a fair bit of sleeping too. Um, and now all that has, has passed. Um, hopefully some of the Christmas decorations are starting to come down this week. Sorry if that makes you sad. Um, but it is that time of year. Um, after that day of celebration has come to the end, and we move into, into this time. Uh, many of us, I'm sure, had a lovely celebration on New Year's as well, um, which is brilliant. Um, but for most of us now, it is uh, a time um, to get to recover from Christmas, shall I say. Um, I know for me, I've spent a lot of the last uh, week on a holiday, uh, and that has been mostly sleeping, uh, and vaguely attempting to get healthier again, um, and trying to burn off some of those Christmas calories. Um, and for many of us as well, I'm sure um, that we have had great fun playing with or putting to use um, the gifts that we've received uh, over Christmas. Um, and for some of us as well, I am sorry to mention it, um, we have been getting ready or already have gone um, back to the wonderful world of work um, or even preparing to go back to school with joy and excitement, um, I'm sure. Um, so I'm sure at this time in the Bible, Mary and Joseph... Um, have had the wonderful experience Jesus has been born to them. Um, I'm not a parent, I've never experienced that, but I imagine it's um, quite overwhelming and also quite amazing. Um, I know many of you here are parents, um, so I'm sure you can uh, understand how, how it must make you feel, um, but it must be an amazing event. It must also be quite a tiring event, particularly, I'd say, for Mary, um, and she's going to have some time to recover after that. Um, and she's had some slightly odd visitors that you might not have expected with the shepherds um, have all come along. Um, and now they'll be in this time um, where they are resting and frankly getting used to actually having a child. Because um, for anyone's life, that's quite a big change. I for many of us today, um, any of you that have children, um, your house might be slightly more fortified than it was before. Um, there might be locks on several different cupboards um, or play pens around the place. Um, and it has probably changed the way you live your life quite a bit. Um, so I'm sure for them it was something very new uh, and different to get used to. Um, but then, after, after going through this time of change, some more strangers rock up. Um, the wise men, uh, the magi, however you would like to call them. I might go for wise men um, for the majority of this. Um, but they turn up, and we reckon they must have turned up... Um, Probably a month after Jesus was born, 
to within, to within his second birthday. Um, because the star um, rose when Jesus was born, um, and these wise men would have had to travel uh, many, many miles. Um, we reckon it would have taken them quite a while to do that, um, as they didn't have any of the wonderful modern transportation that we have today. And of course, um, King Herod issued the decree um, that all children under two um, should be hunted. So he must have believed that uh, the baby Jesus was under two years old. Um, so the wise men will have turned up at some point during Jesus' first two years of life. So Mary and Joseph might well have been quite used to being parents by then. Um, they might have been well rested from the birth. Um, unlike our wonderful nativity scene, um, I very much doubt that the wise men and the shepherds uh, and all of that lot were actually all there together. So I'm sorry if that uh, slightly destroys your wonderful nativity picture. Um, because I always feel slightly sorry for the wise men. So many times they're, they're just hiding around the back of the nativity scene until this Sunday when you can move them to the front for that one day before you pack your nativity set away. It must be, must be really disheartening for them. I've seen some wonderful photos on Facebook of people just, with them just staring at the back of blank stable doors, just, just waiting. Um, so they, they turn up uh, a lot later. Um, and they will have travelled for probably hundreds of miles um, from a distant land simply because they saw a star. Um, a star that to them signified um, something amazing had happened, that someone amazing and special had come into the world. Um, they'd never seen Jesus. Um, they were from a very different culture. And frankly, they may well have never heard of Jesus. They may well have never heard of the Jewish scriptures. Um, we don't entirely know. But considering the distance they came from and the lands they came from, I would suggest it is quite unlikely. Um, but this sign was still enough for them. It was still enough for them to go and find out what it was about. Um, and they packed up their stuff. Um, we don't know how many of them there were, but however many there were, they packed up their stuff and they packed up gifts and went and decided to start travelling. Um, now, many of us in our lives have already met with Jesus, and that's wonderful. Um, and I'm sure we know many people um, who have not, um, or who are on a journey of discovery um, to find out who Jesus is. Um, now, for most people, um, statistically, um, they are shown who Jesus is uh, and shown to faith through their family and their friends. Those are the most likely people um, to get them to investigate um, what Jesus is all about and who Jesus is. Um, so, the people who don't yet know who Jesus is, who haven't even started out on this journey, a bit like the wise men. They're probably living in a land or in an attitude that is far away from God. Um, they don't have, maybe don't have any idea who Jesus is, maybe don't have any idea who God is or what it means for them. And they're quite happily going about their lives um, in whatever it is they're doing, whatever activities they do, they're in their own world uh, and have no clue about who Jesus is. But they're quite happy um, going on about that. Um, but they might see a sign, like the wise men's star. They might see a sign in their life that directs them um, to go and have a look at who Jesus is. Um, and I think that as Christians, we can be that sign to them. We can be that star that makes them go and have a look who Jesus is. Um, now, the star was specific to the wise men. The star wasn't there to guide anybody else to Jesus. The shepherds were given specific instructions by angels, uh, and they were told where to go. Um, Herod obviously didn't have a clue about the star, because otherwise he would have followed it to, nowhere to find Jesus. He had to ask the wise men to tell him um, where he was. Um, so the star was just for them. It was something that they understood. Um, most common understanding is that the wise men um, were people who would have studied the stars. 
I always get it wrong. Is it astrologers or astronomers, or is it both? It's the one you think it is. Um, but they, they would be well learned in the art of looking at the sky, which I love to do. I love to go and look at the starry sky at night. Um, I haven't got a clue what half the stars are. On a good day, I can find the plough, um, but not very often. Um, so I don't really have a clue. But for them, they understood what all of the star signs meant. Um, they, their, a lot of what they practiced was based um, around the stars. So the sign appearing to them in the stars um, was very appropriate. It was something that they understood uh, and something they'd have been looking at. Um, anyway, it was right in front of their faces. Um, so they went and followed it. Um, now it even says uh, in verse 9 of our passage that the star travelled with them. Um, so it wasn't just far off in the distance, it actually went with them um, along, along the way. Um, and for many of us, if we're talking to our friends about Jesus, um, I think that can be a bit the same. We can not only be the sign um, by showing them something of Jesus, but we can also journey with them. We don't have to just abandon them on the road um, and leave uh, we have the wonderful privilege of being able to draw alongside people. Um, whether they're already Christians or not, uh, we can be uh, a guide to them in their spiritual journey, in their journey of finding Jesus or their journey of growing in faith and understanding. So the wise men, again, were so impacted by the star, by what they believed that it meant, that they were willing to investigate it. They were willing to put some time and some effort in. And it was quite a bit of time and quite a bit of effort to get up and travel all that distance um, in probably not the best conditions. Um, but they were willing to give it a go um, because of what they'd seen. And they bought some amazing gifts. Um, the gifts they bought were pretty extravagant um, for the time. And they also showed the world who Jesus was. Um, the gifts they bought were the gold for a king. Um, Gold, we all know, uh, is worth quite a bit of money. Um, and if anything you associate with royalty tends to be gold, um, it was a sign that Jesus was to be a king. Um, they bought frankincense. Again, very expensive. Um, but it was a symbol of his role as a priest. Um, his role uh, to all people as a priest. And they also bought myrrh. Um, which, if you're a parent, I'm not sure you really want myrrh as a gift for your child. Um, because myrrh was often used um, to uh, put on the bodies of those that had died. Um, and it was to signify Jesus' death that was to come. Um, which I'm not sure how you'd feel if that was given to you as a gift. Um, but nevertheless, um, that is what was given by the wise men um, to Jesus. But all three uh, play an important role in showing the world exactly who Jesus was to be and is to the world. Um, now, the gifts were not necessarily, they were not asked for. Um, they were not told to come and see the baby Jesus. You must bring some amazing gifts. Um, it was a, a free invitation to go and see Jesus. Um, there was no, you must bring a gift to be accepted to this party. It was purely because they were so overwhelmed, um, so in awe of the sign alone, that they were willing, they wanted to honour it in some way. They chose to bring their gifts um, because of the amazingness that they had seen. And they wanted to show honour um, to the baby Jesus. Um, all of us, we're all invited not only to come and see Jesus, we're all invited to come and have a relationship with Jesus, which I think is pretty amazing. Um, we're all invited to be um, 
his friend, to be part of his family. Um, and he doesn't ask for anything in return other than that we trust in him. That's all he asks. He doesn't ask that we bring anything else. Um, but I think there's a little bit more to the story. Um, if we jump forward a bit in the Bible um, to the book of James. Um, I'm not going to read it to you, but feel free if you want to look it up. Uh, James chapter 2, uh, 14 to 26. And I am going to paraphrase one line of it. Um, so James makes a challenge to all of the people. Um, he challenges them and asks them this question. What is the point of having faith if you do not have works? Um, now, I think it's important to point out that we, we know um, that you do not need works to get into heaven. You get into heaven by the grace of Jesus alone. Um, and that is the only way we get into heaven. No amount of good works or good deeds that we do can get us to heaven. Um, it is only Jesus. So with that in mind, I ask the question, why is James so bothered about people's lack of works? Well, I think it's because if, if we know what we believe in, um, if we know that that is Jesus, um, and if we have investigated the signs, um, if we have found Jesus uh, and want him in our lives, if we have seen um, that amazing gift that we did not deserve that was given for us, if we have seen that amazing love and accepted it in our lives, how would it not uh, encourage us to do something? How could we just see that and then sit on our backsides and do nothing? Um, I think that is what James is trying to get at. Um, seeing such amazing love, such amazing an amazing gift that we did not deserve, um, we should be throwing ourselves at the feet of God and going, thank you, what can I do? What can I do? This amazing gift that I, I do not deserve. Um, what can I give back? Um, now, all of us are not crazy rich, um, and we don't have to give material gifts. Um, if you're able to, it's wonderful to be able to give financially um, to the work of the church. That's awesome, and that is an amazing gift. Um, but we have other gifts as well um, that we can, we can bring to the table. Um, all of our many talents, um, you might not even know what they are. If you don't know what they are, please ask a friend or family member, because I'm sure, like uh, mine, we're, especially with my friends, we're quite good at pointing out each other's flaws, uh, but we are also capable of actually pointing out some of their gifts and strengths occasionally. Um, so I want you to have a little think um, about what some of the gifts that you have in your life might be. Um, whether they're gifts for serving, um, whether they're gifts of listening, um, anything like that. Um, or even, again, if it's financial or something like that, have a, have a little think. And can my two helpers come and join me? Awesome. Um, there's a box of pens and some paper down there. Can you pass some around, please? Um, so the boys are going to pass out some pens and paper. Um, you don't have to use the whole sheet. Feel free to rip it and pass it around and stuff. But I want you to use this time to write down some of your gifts that you have that this year you really want to give to God, that you really want God to use in your life um, to impact others. So maybe it's something that you've already been using, whether it's been serving in church ministry or in your workplace or at home. Um, maybe you want to recommit that to God. Maybe it's um, a gift that you've only recently discovered that you have. Um, and you want to say, God, thank you for what you've done for me. Um, please, will you take this and use this um, in my life this year?
So whilst you think about uh, and write those down, I'd just like to um, briefly kind of summarise um, the story of the wise men for us. Um, and what each of the things in the Christmas story, um, I think, can represent to us. So first off, we've got the wise men. Um, those people that were far away and saw a sign. I think those people are most like those that are on a journey to discover Jesus. Um, they may be off doing their own thing, but they see a sign or something in their life that encourages them to go and investigate. It can also be many of us. Many of us are still on that journey of finding out who Jesus truly is to us. Um, and that's really important that that journey is something we go on um, with other people. It's a tough journey to go alone. I know many people do, but if you've got friends that are Christians or you know someone who is investigating, be there for them, be by their side um, and encourage them. Next, we've got the gifts that they bring, um, which is what all Christians, I believe, are asked to bring. We're asked to bring to the table our gifts that, frankly, God has given us these gifts anyway. You don't even have to buy them. It's amazing. I don't even have to go out on Christmas Eve uh, and buy them last minute. God's already given them to me, and all I need to do is go, thank you so much, Lord, and please use these, the gifts that you've given me, um, to show to others. So the gifts are how we can honour God um, in our lives and help show him to the world. And the star. The star, I think, we can see is is how God uses our gifts. um, And uses us as well. Um, that star appeared specifically to the wise men in their situation in a manner in which they understood. Now, I am not a banker, I am not uh, an accountant, and I am not very good in an office. Um, so sending me to minister to people in offices, or people in IT, because I haven't got a clue, I can press a few buttons, but I haven't got a clue, is probably not the best idea, because I am not going to be able to speak their language. Um, but... Some of you here do work in finance. Some of you here do work as accountants, as bankers, as IT people. Um, And that's an area that God can send you to. To meet with people in a language that they understand, in in a way that they understand. We all work and live in different places, different situations. And I believe that God will use us as the star, as the sign, in all of those locations, in all those places, to all those different people, if we're willing to just say yes. And finally, the most important um, person in the Christmas story the baby Jesus Um, and the baby Jesus is frankly the mind blowing love of God that should compel us all to want to come and worship God join together um, in song and praise um, and to show show in our lives um, who we believe in and who we trust and it's such an amazing story, why would we keep it to ourselves, why wouldn't we uh, share it with the world? Why wouldn't we want other people to come and discover the joy uh, and the amazingness of, of Jesus? Um, if I can ask the boys to come, come back out. Um, we've got a basket down the side and the, uh, the only one of the wise men's gifts from the nativity I could actually find. <laughs> the little box. Left. That one. Awesome. If you could go from the back to the front and if everyone could pop your bits of paper in either the I think it's, is it the gold chest? I'm going to the gold chest. Uh, or in the basket, uh, and the boys will bring them back up to the front. And we're just going to give this as, as part of an offering um, to God this morning. To say, these are our gifts. Um, please, Lord, take them and use them.
So as I bring them forward, um, may you all be truly encouraged this morning to go out and share your gifts. Um, I know it's scary. It's scary for me as well. Um, it's scary for all of us. Um, but taking the small steps um, and stepping out in your faith um, is an amazing feeling once you do it. And the more you do it, the easier it does become. Um, the more practiced you are, um, again, the easier it becomes. And the more you do it, the more you trust in God, the more you let him use your gifts, um, the simpler it becomes as well. Lord God, we thank you so much for the amazing gift that you gave us at Christmas. The gift that we did not deserve and yet you so willingly gave. The gift of your son, showing your love to all this world. We pray that we will have the confidence and courage to use the gifts that you have given to us. To go and show that joy um, of the discovery of your love with our friends, with our family and with those that we work with, Lord. And we pray that you take these gifts as an offering this morning that you take these gifts and use them truly this year to bring your kingdom in Jersey, to bring your kingdom to this earth, Lord. We lift them up to you now in your name. Amen.